killer clowns from outer space. Plus, people with nut allergies, beware. The peanut butter falcon strikes again. That and more on today's episode of The Real Review. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And today, I'm here with Matt, Phoenix Water Dry Neck. Hey. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a long one. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, I'm here with Joel, Peanut Butter Cup Cunningham. Peanut Butter Cup. I do. I'm a big fan of the Peanut Butter Cup. Me too. I had uh, like a lot this week. Did you? Yeah. You know what happened to me? And I will just tell you this briefly so we can get into the films. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I had a birthday event where somebody took it upon themselves to, because I like Peanut Butter Cup so much, literally get me, I think, an entire store's worth of Peanut Butter Cups, and it kind of burnt me out a little bit. And oh, so, really? Yeah, That's I love crazy. them. They're great, but it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, Ugh. We got some from our neighbor, and I was like, we I don't ever eat them usually, yeah. like unless they're just <laughs> randomly around. I'm like, I'll have one. They're so good. I will say they're not the most, if you get the cups, the actual cups, they're not the most easily to eat because they end up inevitably getting your hands all chocolatey and everything, but yeah. they're great tasty. We put them in the freezer. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Awesome. Well, anyway, yeah, getting into things. So I don't know if you <laughs> recognize my nickname for you there, but that was actually a play off of a character from a film we are going to be talking about today called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm. So I will tell you a little bit about that character once we get to him. But, right on. Um, Matt, before we get into doing some actual film review and discussion, why don't you give our listeners some ways to get connected to the podcast? Absolutely, Joel. <laughs> Thanks for calling me in on this one. Yeah, so no what I'm thinking is, everybody... If you uh, want to get connected with us, this is this is how you can do that. And you can do it a number of different ways. But one of them is through our website uh, where you can actually connect to all of our other auxiliary ways to be connected. But namely the social media platforms, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things at Real Review Media. And then also uh, feel free to reach out to us on uh, our email, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, youtube.com slash the real review. And that's how you can do that. Reach out to us and, and let us know what's up. If you uh, agree with our reviews, disagree with our reviews, <laughs> and if you want to hear a review for something special, whatever. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Matt. So, Matt and I tend to look at things a little similarly but different. We both mm-hmm. review films, but we give them our sort of two perspectives. Matt tends to be a bit more of the fan um, perspective, whereas I tend to be more of the critical and the analytic analytical perspective on films <laughs> uh, we put those together to kind of give you the whole thought um, not that the whole either thought. of this is lacking it's yeah. just different sides of the coin yeah. I guess um, so yeah that's kind of how we do things and we're always learning and watching more films and talking about them and so we'd love to hear your thoughts as Matt mentioned shoot us an email but Matt today we're going to be talking about two films indeed we are sir one of them a more minor release um, one that's kind of on limited mm-hmm. limited release and then one it's a major major you know big yeah. release that people have been looking to for many many months totally so why don't we start with the big one let's do that start with the big one we're talking about a film called it chapter two right on matt why don't you uh, get us right into this one let's break it down okay so synopsis 27 years after their first encounter with the terrifying pennywise the losers club have grown up moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back <laughs> um directed by andy muschietti who did the first one as well written by uh, gary doberman stephen king based on the novel by all the fun stuff um additionally 
Uh, you have Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa, Jay Ryan, James Ronson, Andy Bean, Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise, and uh, all the young uh, Losers Club as well. Yep. Um, uh, it's chapter one was, uh, I can't remember exactly for you. I think it may have been, but it was on my top 10 of last year. It was not for me. It was not. I don't uh, believe. Or not last year, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, two years ago. I I really, really liked that. Uh, I thought it was great because it wasn't just just a horror movie, you mm-hmm. know? It yeah. was more than that. It had, uh, the, you know, the kids were kind of the focus of it in their group and the friendships and all that stuff kind of that have grown through and the hardships yeah. that they had to work through together. It was like a summer adventure horror film, yeah. like in the vein of Lost Boys, which even in this film, there's- They are Lost Boys poster. Yeah, Lost Boys poster. poster. Right. Yeah. That's but true. I think updated to a more relevant, you know, style. Yeah. Stranger Things has been made as far as comparisons are mm-hmm. concerned, just not as- Yeah. It's it's way more uh, intense than Stranger Things. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Um, so I was really excited for this one. It was um, uh, highly anticipated for me and been looking forward to it for a little while to get the concluding chapter. And I, I ended up just liking it a decent amount. Yeah. I didn't love it yeah. like I loved the first one. Mm-hmm. And... There, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days now, and I can't necessarily put my finger on one exact thing, but maybe several little things that kind of kept me from really loving it. But let's start with the things that I liked. Cool. <laughs> um, and then you can then you can kind of chime in and, and start off um, kind of what's where your thought process is on it. Sure. First of all, uh, all of the adult actors, as in the older versions of the kids from the first movie, brilliant. Everybody talks about. Uh, you know Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader. Or Bill Hader specifically is getting a lot of praise for this movie, and it w- rightly so. He's fantastic, mm-hmm. but um, also James McAvoy. But my favorite, uh, to be honest, is um, the guy who plays Eddie, James Ransom. <laughs> James Ransom. Yeah, like he just has like I looked at him. I was like, that is him. Like that yeah. is that kid as a grown up. Yeah, like how did they do that? <laughs> and like he's talking. Everything's like, you know, like spastic like he is. Yeah. And he's got one like hilarious kind of scary scene. Like later on in the movie, it involves a bathroom and a knife. I and was a like, weird I was like, I was like, oh, the that part. Yeah. You're talking about the music. I was part. like, what in the world is happening right yeah. now? But yeah. Anyways, funny. They're funny. Anyway, I just really liked him in the movie. Everybody else yeah. did fantastic. So not to detract from anybody else, but I loved everybody else. Um, also, uh, makes, makes me slightly weary of, of eating fortune cookies in the future. Um, <laughs> additionally, the, uh, I, I really liked, um, I liked a lot of the effects, but not like that's kind of both positive and negative. There's yeah. some stuff that I had some issues with, Yeah. but, um, overall I thought it was a good, I feel like this movie is good as the companion piece to the first movie. Like this is harder to like stand alone on its own movie. It's, it's yeah. gotta, it's gotta complement and tie in to the first one, I think to really get that thing. So, um, but I really, really liked it. And, um, I think all those things play a big part of it. I, I like the way, I like the way they ended it. I uh, didn't love it, but um, I liked what they did. Uh, Bill Skarsgård is really something special or yeah. scary. Or role for sure. I don't really know. Yeah, like what to call him because he's like freaky. Like, and he he plays this role like so magnificently. It's yeah. I don't I don't really know how to explain it other than he's really good in this role. Yeah, and. That's a really good thing and also a really scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I would agree with pretty much everything you're saying. I think one of the things that resonated the most to me was that it's a good complementary piece to chapter one. This yeah. one really has a sensibility and a feeling to it that the first one didn't have, which is this is kind of like, I don't want to say it's like the the afterword or like the liner notes, but it, it feels kind of like, because they spend a lot of time in this movie showing footage from even the kids mm-hmm. and things that we didn't see in the first right, film right. about their time being children in Derry, yeah. it really just starts to feel more of like, okay, this is just some like additional stuff that happens. It's like you read the whole story and then like, oh, and then now here's this what, what happened in that yeah, time between. This is what like, happened after to yeah. me. Um, like if you want to find out where sure, everybody ends yeah. up at, this is the way to, to do that. So that was both the strength and a weakness for me because it was kind of like I could sit back and not take things quite as seriously with the first one, which is added to by the humor. Mm -hmm. Um, The humor in of itself was also something that was good and bad. Yeah. It was an unexpected positive at times. There was definitely, I think the humor was effective and there wasn't a time where they did the humor and I was like, okay, that's just dumb. Mm -hmm. It all felt like it was fitting and good and it was intelligently done. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for maybe one or two scenes, the the one I'm talking about with the musical, just call me Angel in the Morning and stuff. Um, It almost felt like the weird thing was is that they supplanted some of the more horrific, um, terrific, like terrorist, terror, terror, Terror causing, terrifying. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Terror causing moments for dramatically humorous moments, right, though, right, right, and right. that's where it kind of. Tipped I didn't like that either. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will second what you're saying about the actors, though. I think all of the actors did a tremendously good job with the roles they were given. Mm-hmm. A lot of them did a great job, sort of representing the same characteristics of the childhood actors. Yeah. Um, I think visually, it still did a pretty good job mm-hmm. overall. There was there was never anything that felt overtly. Right. fake sure but you could definitely tell with a lot of this stuff that they were really heavily making use of the like the cgi and yeah. the computer graphics yep. for a lot more of sort of the terrific mm-hmm. terrific terror <laughs> terror causing stuff horrific I should yeah just yeah, yeah, yeah. horrific, horrific. <laughs> yeah um so it's kind of a good and a bad it's like if you look at the the way that this one feels like more of like a secondary film is mm-hmm. the first one was an a horror action suspense film yeah about kids and dairy. This one is more of like the, in a weird way, kind of the lighthearted spinoff sequel that sure. kind of finalizes the story of, of the people presented right. in the first film. And you're going to like that or you're not going to like that. I mean, if I think the most majority of people that are going to like this are the ones that um, were a big fan of the first film yeah. and or are a big fan of just it, like the book, yeah. Stephen yeah, yeah. King stuff. I think you're going to like it and appreciate it. Are you going to like it as much as you did the first film? Probably not. Right. You're probably not going to come out of it thinking, yeah. wow, and I saw this with three other people, um, actually four, uh, which is good because it's always good to see scary movies to yeah. me when I'm with other people. Um, <laughs> Moral but support. But we can tip into some of the more negative stuff. Do you want to go sure. there, Matt? Yeah. So uh, a couple of things for me, the negative side of it. Um, it was really long. Yeah. I felt like I felt like I could tell. My dad, I went with, he he said it felt like it flew by. Mm. But there was a couple of times I was like, it feels a little draggy right now. But yeah. Um, other than that, um, the length, uh, I feel it could have been trimmed down. There were, um, let's see here, maybe some elements about uh, 
a lot of stuff require uh, from from Mike's character mm-hmm. that I was I had a hard time latching onto, and just some of the origins of Pennywise and stuff that some of the stuff that they explored there, I was like, this is a little bonkers. Like yeah. <laughs> I had some, I don't know. That's just kind of what I thought. I was like, I kind of like before he's just like this unknown scary entity, right. and that was scary. Yeah, and it's kind of like trying to bring an origin to like. I don't know, like uh, Michael Myers, <laughs> right. you know, like, yeah. like that's supposed to be just like this really terrifying thing you don't know anything about. Yeah. But now they're like giving it a backstory, like an origin story. Right. Of and, sorts. I, and I don't want to make too bad of a pun here, but the origin in the sense that he and, you know, spoilers, I guess minorly, but that he's not like of the earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That It almost felt clownish. Right. right, right. Like, again, not to be a bad pun, <laughs> clownish. but it was kind of like. You when you look at you know horrific you know mm-hmm. staples like Mike Myers or Freddie or they have very awful horrible beginnings mm-hmm. and so it kind of makes sense that they would be these horrific awful yeah. creatures and mm-hmm. this one it's kind of like okay well how do you explain that presence from before he even got to Earth right, and right. why is that that way you know what I mean it yep. doesn't then there's left a lot of confusion and it's just weird yeah I know? thought it was just a little too bonkers yeah it was a little um, out there and. Um, not just in plot, plot, but I felt like they were really trying to cram a lot of stuff in, especially yeah. in the second or the last little bit, yeah, maybe I, the last third of the movie. I think what I felt very strongly with more of the negative side of things is I understood why they put so much of the kid presence in the film, mm-hmm. but I think that was heavy-handed. There was yeah. a lot of times where I'm like, I don't need to see the right. adventures of these kids again. They're already past that. We yeah. know we know they're not going to die. We know they're nothing really that bad is going to happen to them because we already seen them as adults. Mm-hmm. So it kind of slowed down the mm-hmm. progress. It kind of felt like a real, even sure. if the moments themselves were scary, which yeah. they were, it's like, I, I don't feel like I'm getting anything additional for the current story. Yeah. So that was a disservice to me, to the original. I think if they cut that out and they put those in there as like additional scenes in the director's cut version mm-hmm. when they release like a part one and part two together... They're working like on that. Super, right. Yeah. They could do a super long director's one and I put those scenes back that make, might in the be original kind of fun. film. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't actually. like that either and I think that made it feel long to me. Sure. I think the other thing to me, um, which is kind of mixed into the whole, you know, origin of, you know, it and Pennywise, the whole way of defeating him, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say how or when or where, right. but I will say that it felt anticlimactic to me. Sure. I think because we've already seen the kids overcome yeah. in a very similar way yeah. in the first film, it felt anticlimactic that literally they're just rediscovering. I, I understand that, but I do like what they did better than what happens in the book. Yeah, I haven't read um, the book. So. Well, I haven't read it either. Oh, I just okay. know what happens in okay. the book. Yeah. <laughs> and Turtle. Anyways. And Turtle. So um, <laughs> I, I agree though. Yeah. I have that same kind of vibe. It was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. so you present all these horrific things, these scary moments, people you know, getting bitten in half and all this crazy stuff. And then it's like, oh, they're just going to, safe stuff yeah you know it's kind of mm-hmm. like and yeah there's a bit more to it but it just it felt very anticlimactic i'm like i'm not looking for like the lord of the rings type you know explosion of the tower <laughs> right, and everything yeah. but just give me something a little bit more yeah uh, for than sure what we got i i so i think those were the big things i think because the humor was mixed in throughout and because that can be a bit even if it's great humor it can yeah. slow the energy down and the pacing down mixed in with scenes of them being children and that being kind of unnecessary overall to the progress of the plot now and sure. the current time period, those both those things combined yeah. made it feel like tonally jumping around yeah. and a lot slower paced. Yeah. Where it felt like it could have been a really tight kind of one to 
one half hour, one forty five minutes, a two hour type film, you know, maybe two fifteen. This felt like okay. Now I'm getting all these additional details yeah. of things that it's like just blah. Yeah. You know. Um. Anyway, real here. quick, one of the things that got me the most was uh, let's just say, Paul Bunyan. Oh yeah, that uh, was the only jump. I was that like, I had the entire, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was. I guess apparently that's in the book. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I watched this with <laughs> with three people. That I like, four people told, but three that had read the book. Yeah. And they talked about how that's in the book, and it yeah. still scared them. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, the way they executed that was phenomenal because yeah. I don't, like. I, I, I love scary movies and so I feel like I feel like a lot of jump scares don't really get me. Right. But when someone when one of them gets me, like it was a really right. well done yeah. one. Yeah. And this one was like, man, they pulled it off perfectly. <laughs> and I was like, I like literally I was like, yeah. <laughs> like it was crazy. Anyways. I would agree with you there. <laughs> that was probably my biggest scare. There yeah. I think everything else in this movie scare wise was much more flagged. Um, yeah. The only other one that, even though I knew it was coming, was still very effective mm-hmm. to me, uh, was the one that took place at the the ballpark at the with the kids' baseball game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, if you know that one was just so eerie and effective, yeah. and you need it needed a few more scenes like that that kind of the scariness existed within that time period. Well, that's that's I think the effectiveness of the first one, right? And yeah, anyways, so it creates a a visible realistic sure. threat in this current time period, not like stuff that happened way in the yeah. past. Um, any other? goods, bads, or stuff you want to mention? No, not really. I think it deserves a second watch and I might have different feelings on another time, but yeah. yeah. that That's a good way of putting it. I don't feel like it, to me, deserves like a second watch necessarily. The first one left me. There was enough cool things happening in the background right. and additional little bits yeah, yeah, yeah. that I want to see it again, even though yeah. it scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. This one, <laughs> it doesn't feel like I'm going to add anything additional right. by watching it personally. I might wait till that director's cut comes out of yeah. the massive thing, but anyways. Yeah, uh, giant uh, four hour long thing. What are we rating this thing, man? <sighs> I thought about it for a while. Uh, I'm going to give it a 76. Okay. I'm giving it higher. I'm giving it 81. Okay. Yeah. I Yep. Yeah. So I think the point of what we're saying is if if people want to go see the follow-up, it's going to be yeah. good. It's worth going to see the follow-up. As a standalone, no. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't suggest it as a standalone. Yeah, don't go see it if you haven't seen the first one. Come on, people. It's pointless. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, with that, then we're going to move into another film, which is one that I had an opportunity to see. Right on. Uh, and Matt did not. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more. <laughs> um, True story. Uh, a film called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, it's a limited release film. Its directors are two people, Tyler Nilsson and um, Michael Schwartz. The synopsis for it is, Zach runs away from his care home to make his dreams of becoming a wrestler come true. Uh, it stars a number of cast folks. It was kind of interesting to see who's going to pop up mm. in this. Uh, it stars Shia LaBeouf or Shia LaBeouf, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> it's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as Tyler. Dakota Johnson as Eleanor. Uh, Zach Gotsigan as Zach. Funny, Zach, Zach. Um, Zach, Zach. Yeah, John Hawks as Duncan. Thomas Hayden Church as Clint. And mm. there is the uh, the wrestler as well. His his character in the, I guess, the context of the fictional world is the saltwater redneck. Mm. Um, you have Bruce Stern as Carl. Uh, John Bernthal as Mark, and those are pretty much the the most entire big names that I would mention. Um, the film was interesting. I I'd been hearing really good stuff about it. Um, yeah, me I, too, me too. Honestly, I've been hearing. Yeah, I mean, if you even look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, it's like ninety six percent of critics and ninety six percent of uh, oh, they're watchers. both like super high. Yeah, so That's it's like mo- yeah, most people that are going to see this are really having a positive experience, and I think I would land in that majority this time. It's one of those films that I don't know if you're, if you were somebody that checked out Napoleon mm-hmm. Dynamite when it came into theaters, but I think it's one of those films that in a way it just kind of hit the right place at the right time. Yeah. 
Um, it's not trying, I would think, to do anything controversial. Sure. The really cool thing about the film is it's really just trying to tell a simple story um, about a couple people and their transition from different stages of life. Of life. And it's really, it's honestly, the, the, the simple truth of it is it's about three people in particular that are stuck. Mm-hmm. And they found themselves and stuck in it's like a dead end job or in a place where they don't want to be yeah. or dealing with things from their past. And all of them are in need of this way to kind of move beyond and move past that. Sure. And they accomplish it through, you know, the Peter butter, peanut butter uh, falcon, the peanut butter falcon experiences, this sort of, I would say maybe couple day long experience to week long experience where they have the opportunity to just kind of find themselves. Yeah. And it sounds, that makes it sound a little bit boring potentially, but what's done so well with this and it's crafted so well is the, the rise and the fall of the action, as well as the characterization in the film. There's many times you're watching the film and similar to Napoleon Dynamite, you're looking at these characters acting on screen and you're going like, I don't, this doesn't feel like a professional actor. Like this feels like a person. Yeah. That they're just like, they look, they look like they would be this kind of person and they just (laughs) suck them on screen. And that doesn't always work well. Like if you're in the midst, like if you were watching it, you know, and then all of a sudden this person's up there and they're like, ah, bah, 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 bah. And they're like doing really weird I'm acting. I'm so wouldn't... scared of the, the clown. Right, exactly. You're yeah. going to, that's going to pull you out of the film. But with a film like this, where it's so kind of heartfelt yeah. and catches you in the feels, it creates this, re- this resonating feel of uh, relatability. What I didn't like about it was that exact same thing at times that felt a little bit too on the nose, like too realistic. Yeah. And I'm, I'm watching this for an adventure. I'm watching this for a story that um, needs to be effectively told. Yeah. So, no, it makes sense. Um, one of the big shout outs I'll also say uh, for sure in this is Shia LaBeouf. Um, he has been this weird guy that, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with his outside life and what he's been doing outside of film, but he's gone in many different crazy oh, directions yeah. outside of film. But his actual filmic work has remained, um, him in the roles that he's taken has been good. He is playing his father in a movie about himself. Oh, I didn't know that. That comes out later this year. Oh, yes, I have seen that. Yes. And that looks really intense. Yeah. Crazy too. Um, but <laughs> the cool thing about this film is it's he's playing a very raw character mm-hmm. um, in a very difficult season of his life. Yeah. And they don't shy away from... Shia. Yeah, Shia. <laughs> they, they don't shy away, away from... Uh, <laughs> him being rough around the edges and they don't bat around these different things. And it's kind of fun because it's, I think the idea of the film is sometimes we overcomplicate things yeah. and we make things too, too much. They don't need to be that bad. And if you can just take a step back, allow yourself some time to think and to learn from just the world that's around you and the people that are around you, um, you can accomplish some really nice things and you yeah. can really move yourself forward, maybe out of some places that you feel stuck at. And sure. so it's this very fun, adventure-ish type film. It's more of like a journey film. Uh, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Sim- similarly, different time period, obviously. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And there's no real music. Um, there's a couple moments, I think, where it gets a little bit too... I think this is more the negative side. It gets a little bit too, like, silly. Okay. And especially, there's like a... There's a climactic scene at the very end. Yeah, don't ruin um, anything. I for won't me. ruin I it, see but it. Um, there's like a climactic scene at the very end, and as the thing is happening, mm-hmm. you're just kind of going like, "What?" <laughs> and it's like you get it, but it's a little bit. It's it's too much, yeah. and you're like, if you could have just taken this down from like a what's that like a nine to like maybe like more of a six level. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's in slow motion. You're here, the music but is we need you here. Yeah, exactly. It would have been. Yeah. It would have resonated a lot better for me for sure. Um, 
But I really did like the film, and I think it's one of those ones that um, if you have an opportunity to check it out, if you've got the time, um, go check it out. Yeah, it's not a kids film. I will say it is. It is about younger ish age people. It's young yeah. adults. Yeah, the target audience is for sure young adults yeah. to older. Um, there's some bad language. There's no like flagrant nudity or anything, but there's very What's adult themes. Uh, PG thirteen. Okay, gotcha. And that feels like the right audience sure, for this sort sure, of thing. Sure. Um, but hands down. I think Zach Gotts, Gotts again. I haven't seen him anything Gotts before. Um, great job. He did a really funny job. I think he's one of the best parts of the film for sure, as well as Shia LaBeouf. Dakota Johnson is good in the role. Yeah. I think she, the character she's playing actually just more like feels like just her. Sure. It doesn't really feel like it's a probably character. best because I never really liked a lot yeah. of the stuff that I've seen her um, in. But it was one of those ones like if you're going to go watch one and you just want to come out of it feeling like, okay, that was a nice experience. Uh, I think that's what I've been hearing too. It's just kind yeah. of a nice, nice film. It's a nice film. Yeah, yeah. It's a great one to go. I would think if you're going to go in like a date film or something like that, yeah, would be a nice. It's cool, man. Not a good one necessarily with kids, but sure. Yeah. So any, right. any thoughts, any, no, I'm just excited to see it. Yeah. I, I, I want to see it. And I'm a big Shia fan. I love him in fury. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite yeah. roles I've seen him in. So, yeah. The only other thing I'd say more on the negative side is I think the pacing of the editing. Okay. They needed to slow it down a little bit. Ooh, it was a little too abrupt and yeah. jumpy. It felt sure. like it was edited with like speed in mind. Like let's oh, get okay. these things cut to be da 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 uh, as quick as possible. Okay, we're at two hours and 15 minutes. We need to make it an hour 45. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, it feels, it doesn't feel okay. like it's abrupt, okay. but it just feels a little bit too fast paced. Um, okay. So I thought about this one a lot. Good cinematography, good acting, really simple in nice story I'm gonna give it an 89 wow yeah. so good I wanna see it I'm gonna see it it's gonna happen I'm gonna make it happen <laughs> Joel it's gonna it happen that. Okay. I think you'll enjoy it and yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on yeah, it yeah 100% a chance to see it. Yeah. 100% cool well with that we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up on the podcast for Wrapping today it on up. I appreciate you guys listening uh, some ways to get connected again as a reminder we have our uh, you, uh, we have our uh, website, which is realreviewmedia.com, Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Real Review Media. We have our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. And then last but not least, we'd love to hear your thoughts, perspectives, introspectives, whatever you want to call them. Perspectives. Yeah, all the perspectives. <laughs> you where you've been terrorists yeah. terrorized by, you know, with the movies and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't get that word out. It sounds like I'm terrorize. saying something really dumb. Uh, but I guess that's me yeah, hey. on the everyday. So brilliant. There we go. <laughs> so uh shoot us an email, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Bam. Yeah, Matt, anything further for us? Uh no. 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 Awesome. Well then, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>